listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You love to hear the story again and again about these young brothers from the city you're wearing like juice and gin in the city we blend amongst the hustles, titties and skin, 50, 50s and rims. Y'all know the spree wells and trucks that's detailed, heartless females that want to ride in them, felt the south side venom in hides and denim, pimp minds collide with them, a system that tries victims. We living in, my man in the fast lane pivoting, on the block white is selling like Eminem, on the block is jump off like Kim and them, on the block it's hot you can feel it in your skin and then shorties get the game with no instructions to assemble in eyes bright it seemed like the fight is dimming them call my man cuzzle cuz i'm kidding him he tried to stay straight the streets is bending them i walked in the crib got two kids and my baby mama late uh-oh uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. so i had to do what i had to do because i had to get duh oh i'm up all night getting my money right until the blue and white popo popo and now the money coming slow but at least a nigga know slow motion better than uh-oh uh-oh hey welcome to the black guy with Tips podcast with your host rod and Aaron. i know i i can't get it right no no not tonight uh that was a jam remember when they debuted that on the Chappelle show yep that was big time uh yeah so we are live on a sunday ready to give you guys some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher please please Please. no matter what country you're from if you're not in the united states let us know send us an email we'll read it um the official weapon of the show is the taser the unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme uh let's see the email address is the black at gmail.com all the contact stuff is always in the show notes for you guys that want to leave feedback so don't forget that look in the show notes if you get if you don't know where's what's what all right um i guess we can get right into the show let's see what everybody's talking about in the world um uh eddie murphy he is due to do a stand-up special for netflix so that's confirmed i didn't know yes yeah, confirmed okay. it's been confirmed for quite some time oh, i just thought people was talking no people weren't just talking it's been confirmed for quite some time it was a whole 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 lot of money um and one of the major refrains that you've been hearing from the people that feel like the Dave Chappelle special was fine and everybody's too sensitive and no one should ever complain about comedy because to them the bar is very low for uh you know for what they require of, of comedians and stuff and I'm not even trying to say they're wrong just I mean objectively the bar is low you know like uh, uh Dave Chappelle's gonna always get a 99 out of 100 just for showing up for them so and uh because of that I think a lot of them and their propensity to be like no fuck that it's dave Chappelle. i know all the stuff i say about this group of people and this group of people i you know that i claim to believe if he says the opposite that's different it's it, that's that's it's just funny um he doesn't mean it or what you know whatever they need to tell themselves it's a, oh no it's a brilliant joke even if it's not brilliant right um so because of those people a lot of them have been saying well if y'all got a problem with dave Chappelle, then y'all got a problem with eddie murphy's old stand-up specials and the truth of the matter is those people that have a problem with dave Chappelle do have a problem with eddie murphy's old stand-up specials <laughs> yes they do like it's not like i know in a lot of people's minds it's like there's like a universal pass for the black people they like mostly black people because 
you know it's hard to find universal pass for white people these days used to give them out but we haven't in a long time since twitter was invented but uh but yeah so there's people that have been like yeah well eddie murphy when he does his stand-up special wait till y'all see what he does okay because if you remember his old bits like you on oh you think you think you think uh dave Chappelle was over the top and eddie murphy uh had already like said he regretted doing that and apologized for it like years and years and years ago but now with this new stand-up special coming out people just i guess who don't follow eddie murphy's career right you know he's not in the limelight as a talking head so he doesn't really give his opinion on a lot of things mm-hmm. he does do a lot of interviews mm-hmm. but um and he's a movie star at this point he's at disney correct movie, everything um so eddie was like yeah so listen um i'm not doing that shit anymore i regret having done it i've grown and learned since i've done that and so you can't express like you can't expect that of me and i think it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody say that especially a black man um because it's so rare now it's like doubling down on just i'm ignorant it's a joke learn to take a joke is the lowest bar to me to comedians that's why like just reflecting and listening to podcasts and listening to people talk about like Chappelle talk about bird talk about that stuff um while i don't get offended by the comedy or whatever i do recognize the difficulty of being in a room full of straight people and being like gays right you know or being in a room full of black people and that are you know but a bunch of uh, a room that is misogynistic and being like women right that's the reason abortions is happening because they want these rights for me too or uh what did louis do anyway or being you know being in a room like that is to me the easier path than to try to navigate all the updates to social media and social justice and all this shit it's i mean it's harder to do the second one and still be funny i I get it i get i mean i'm not even saying i'm i don't respect you know like oh that i that i like all these woke comedians just woke comedians i'm like that nigga's not even funny like they they check off all the boxes of i agree with this shit but this shit is not funny to me Mm -mm. you know so i like i'm not even like i said i i think being media a media creative being podcast comedians i just look at comedy a little bit different than your average person like i look at the, the the attempt and the difficulty of it and the logic of it and the predictability of it there's a bunch of stuff i look at before i just go this is funny or this is not funny to me right and i see and i guess and i guess my mind ticks a little differently than yours um i guess i would consider myself i i i, I enjoy comedy i'm a fan of comedy i think that i come at it from always my personal fans perspective so to me my thing is a make me laugh and you know uh, maybe eventually I'm getting better at the structure and, 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 you know, predicting the punchline. For some reason, sometimes I can't always put that together. I'm, I actually just listen to you tell me the story and then I go, Oh, that's funny. Or, Oh, that's not funny. Um, like, like a normal audience would. So my mind doesn't. Well, you don't study this either. Like, correct. I like all these stand up specials when we talk about them on the show, I'm talking about them. You don't watch them. Right. You know, so like, I, like, I really do like stand up still. I think, i'm a very i'm in a very small demographic of people most of the people that 
even care about this shit only care about the stand-up when someone big super famous is doing it right. they care about eddie murphy doing it they care about um dave Chappelle doing it they don't care about uh they care about chris rock you know bill burr like you know titans kind of but even with like wanda sykes last stand-up which i thought was brilliant um and i know you saw like 20 minutes of it mm-hmm. but i saw the whole thing and i thought it was amazing not that many people talking about it because it's not one of the like big three or four right. men in the game so you know i i'm i'm a i'm a, i'm looking at it as more of a commercial product that when I, when they're on stage than just whether or not you know this joke was funny or not because i laugh because or a room full of people laugh there's there's comedians that make everybody laugh and then people shit on them kevin hart makes everybody laugh and his in stadiums full of people laugh come on and then you have comedians that that shit on him say he's not that funny he's not very thoughtful correct and i'm like okay so you can recognize and maybe it's just jealousy and hate who knows but you can recognize difficulty of certain getting certain shit over and yet at the same time whenever someone that's a titan or a legend or a hero lowers the bar to to kevin hart level quote unquote no 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 offense to him but right y'all y'all have to like it because it's a code of personality at that point it's no more about if the joke was good or whatever um anyway i hate to bring up Chappelle at this point but i just think it i think it matters because eddie seems to be willing to take the challenge unlike most older comedians unlike seinfeld unlike uh Chappelle. uh i watched the burr special um i think people slept on it because to me burr did something brilliant which was he let himself be the curmudgeon that dave Chappelle was trying to say he was but while also slipping the little woke punchlines and woke moments and arguments into the stand-up and then and not that he agreed with the woke shit but it made his it made his set sharper to me you could tell he crafted it better he's like the steel sharpened the steel on that like to me that's the difference between brilliance and you know and the brilliance of like say killing him softly with dave Chappelle, and then the 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 to me the kind of like weaker moments in the last special not and that's not the whole special was weak i keep telling people i thought it was very funny but like that's the difference in the craft that i'm looking for where i'm like oh yeah throw that other scenario in there throw that other like don't don't lie don't manipulate the truth if you don't have to you know if you can tell that joke you, there's still a joke there while while being like these were the facts like he told a joke about louis ck and Chappelle had to be like oh he was just like on the phone and jacking off and i mean hang up the phone then i mean you're gonna call 911 for this or and we know the details and that's a lie like that's not what happened at all but he couldn't get the audience on his side with the truth so he's just like i'm gonna just make up another scenario because that will get you, you won't be able to argue that one as much and you know to me that was just kind of kind of like the easy way out these are the things i'm talking about i'm not mad at him i'm not offended i just want to keep reiterating that shit because niggas that you know they they love to paint any critique of him as anger or pc mafia bullshit i don't want him to be politically correct that's not what i'm saying i thought the jokes was just kind of kind of washed he could have i've seen him do better you know i've seen uh i remember when he uh and killing him softly when he made the joke about bill clinton uh getting his dick sucked by monica Lewinsky, and, and he hits you with the like 
you know i understand why a 20 year old girl would be in that situation about like he doesn't go and this bitch trapped bill clinton i mean what kind of shit was like he didn't have to do that to still make it funny and to still get that joke in there about well I, if an older woman would have sucked his dick she would have sucked us into utopia you know mm, i think you should lower taxes like that shit was brilliant because he took into the consideration more than just that one perspective right. or whatever but uh you know i I've, I've spoken enough about special my point is to see eddie be like yo i'm going to update my firmware to woke 2.19 and see and see what happens i'm so interested i'm much more interested in this special now than if he would have said i'm gonna just come out and make jokes and call people race uh, homophobic slurs and say the same you know same shit i've been saying for since 1986 which is funny because people say they hate reboots people say they hate you know they want new fresh ideas but not in comedy they want the same old shit yes they just want the same way yeah a lot of people have a tendency to do that about music i found yeah if if somebody comes out with an album and they fucking love it they don't want you to do anything else like they don't want any growth in that person and then they come out with some new shit and a lot of the mass people they reject it before they even yeah. get it because oh this is i don't know i, I don't know and a lot of times them the shits to be the classic when the artist is like no you will i refuse for you to I, put me in a box i think that's the difference between me and a bunch of other people <clears throat> i don't have any sacred cows Mm-mm. so like when um like for example there was a rumor that marvel was talking about relaunching magneto but kind of updating his origin story from the um from the holocaust to being him being a black man in america post-slavery now you know my man chris you know obviously i respect chris's opinion um um uh bacon um on facebook was talking about it I, i respect their opinion but they were kind of saying like yeah this why would you update his origin story being jewish is such a big part of his legacy at this point it 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 matches his motivation perfectly why you know people are worried about the erasure of the holocaust people are you know and i like i said totally understand these arguments i'm not against these arguments but i've never been like that about the origin of any character no i'm willing to see something different because that's just my mentality so it extends to more media than just comic books and stuff it extends to stuff like stand-up i don't want to see it i, I it, like jay-z said if you want to hear my old shit buy my old albums I, I already heard eddie at his most homophobic regressive aggressive type i want to see what 50 year old eddie murphy got like maybe he about to drop some shit that we like will really make us be like yo i didn't think of it that way or look at how he definitely maneuvered around that and honestly to be frank most of the comedy game is such like copycat ass like the same niggas over and over the same like different shirts same opinions different you know the same type of white dude the same type of black guy the same type like everybody just we just single file like what separates any of these comedians from each other because everybody's so scared to be the one that that sticks out they just want somebody to like come choose them out of the bunch of identical ass comics and so to see somebody with this much cachet be like i'm gonna try something different i'm really rooting for him because i think the weight of the world is gonna be on this man's shoulders because 
if he is good at it which i hope he is me too then hopefully influences the genre influences the art for people to be like well shit you actually don't have to just come out here and be like i'm old and uh I, i'm just gonna make the type of jokes you hear yeah. in 1985 and fuck them young people and all they shenanigans and social justice warrior all that bullshit yeah i would love to see somebody like lewis black does that he's a curmudgeon he's angry yes and yet somehow he keeps very progressive views and still fucking funny to me mm-hmm. like so it's not it doesn't have to be the only way to be funny is to be like fuck y'all you know and i think a lot of comedians were upset with eddie murphy for coming out and saying um like i was a young guy processing a broken heart you know kind of an asshole he said references uh he references being picketed due to homophobic material in his specials which he now recognizes ignorant as recently as 1996 which with that considered he says there's no anxiety about returning to the stage 2019 uh i now have a whole lifetime of experiences to draw upon uh there was a time when i was at the center of everything what i was doing how funny i was and how popular i'm not at the center now my kids are 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 and everything revolves around them um so yeah like i said it's just interesting that they that folks were upset and disappointed in him being like i grew the same thing they they say y'all don't allow people to do the same thing they say y'all don't applaud people for doing the same thing they say that uh that's the reason that we so we we hate cancel culture and all this shit is don't allow nobody to grow but then when people were walking around applauding eddie murphy for being like yo i'm off that shit now you're disappointed in him like why'd you give them a win why did you why are you saying you develop well maybe just as a 50 year old dude or whatever he just like i actually don't feel the way i did at 20 like most people shouldn't right i hope you don't feel the same way you did at 20 yeah like that's not so fucking far-fetched and it's just like there's a um honor and a code people have to staying ignorant right and it, you know and it, it was disappointing to see like because i just like posted a link on my facebook page and it's disappointing to see people like kind of like the ignorant shit where it's just like uh what was wrong with them specials i'm like you know what the fuck was wrong with them because you don't go to work and say those jokes you know that don't don't try to act like that like don't try to be like passive aggressive slick with the shit you know that that shit was unacceptable to say in today's climate and you know why and you know if he would have came out and did the same routine in 2019 you would have you would have been up been acting shocked when everybody was like why are you applauding this on your social media page or your podcast or whatever like i know people i know we like our legends but we don't have to be like a cult right right and also it's one of those things where we can like the legends and they can change or either they can somebody else can quote unquote pick the mantle that they have up and i can enjoy both right you know it's kind of you was talking about the comic book stuff it's kind of like iron man and riri mm-hmm iron man has his own story and you know everything is based off of iron man but a lot of people love iron man they didn't want riri they didn't want that black girl to come over here fuck that she black we don't we don't want to reboot we don't want to hit at and because you know they feel as though tony starks was the the basis of iron man and can't nobody be iron man but him you know because there are people that feel like that so when you get riri she's fresh new something different 
and my thing is it's okay to bring something different and enjoy both uh because listening to chris and deepom every comic book is somebody's first comic book and so it's uh, a little black girl that picked up riri that's gonna be like oh my gosh i i, I see myself in riri just like when you was talking about the magneto it's gonna be somebody that picks up the black magneto if they decide to do it and be like oh my gosh i understand his plight i can relate and people can also go back and pick up the the old shit and be like i understand this too it's like i i understand people resistance to change but change ain't always a bad thing and i think in my opinion when it comes to change people only want the change that they deem acceptable they don't want change sometimes it does, doesn't always wrap or revolve around them and, or, or whatever and, they and, want and then we applaud the shit that advocates for us which i think is such it's so farcical to be like you know oh when chris rock said this about racism man i see that was brilliant what a brilliant scholar and then when he turns around and says something like you know fucked up all of a sudden oh he's just joking around you know how it is guys or what's wrong with that you know and i'm like that's why nobody fucking listens to us because everybody got that shit in them like that's like i don't it's one of the reasons i often say like i don't walk around being upset because i'm like white people are actively racist in general i feel like white people don't give a fuck about us which i think is actually kind of worse but right they don't give a fuck about us to be racist or not racist they just the status quo is racism and they just go along with it because it don't affect their lives to to go along with it so why not you know and I, and then i would love to be like you know and this is why black people we are better because we care but we don't really care because as soon as there's a group outside of just cis hat black male shit we don't give a fuck you know we have our gods we have our lines we have our people that we're not gonna ever be like damn they could have did better and and i'm like yeah okay cool i'm this is not to knock your good time but damn it's you know like stop in my in my point it's just like stop bitching about all this other shit then um uh, a lot of people also put george carlin up there who's you know rest in peace but they also put uh george carlin up there as a guy who's like y'all wouldn't handle him today uh y'all don't understand Carlin. y'all be offended but george Carlin was not an offensive comedian he's a very thoughtful comedian maybe you'll get offended if you're like an atheist or some shit but um he there was an interview with him where he was talking about uh, i would defend to the death stuff. his right to do everything he does the thing that, I, that I find unusual he's talking about andrew dice clay and andrew dice clay is one of those comedians that you know kind of, to me i feel like Chappelle's last special was kind of Andrew Dice Clay like you know oh by the way I was a big fan of Andrew Dice Clay uh back in the day so I I just yeah. recognized that he was oh his whole goal was to be offensive mm-hmm. and he'd go out there and be offensive and play a character and that's kind of you know to me what Chappelle did I think he didn't used to be like that but that's him now and that's fine that's the direction he's taking his career but i don't put andrew dice clay up there with the legends for me i just feel like oh yeah he's funny he, like he's funny but he's kind of he's such a gesture you just like the whole point is he's a character not to be taken seriously at all you know and maybe that was Chappelle's point i don't know but um so this is carlin speaking on clay all right to the death his right to do everything he does the thing that i that i find unusual and it's you know it's not a criticism so much but his targets are underdogs and comedy traditionally has picked on people in power, people who abuse their power. Uh, women and gays and immigrants are kind of, to my way of thinking, underdogs. And, um, you know, he ought to be careful because he's Jewish. 
And a lot of the people who want to pick on these kind of groups, the Jews are on that list a little further. you got women, gays, gypsies, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly you find Jews. And, and Andrew, suddenly Andrew's arrested. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously he should do what he wants. And uh, Why does he get away with it, do you think, then? Well, we have never laughed at jokes about the Well, poor. he's appealing. I think he's appealing largely. I think his core audience are young white males who are threatened by these groups. I think a lot of these guys aren't sure of their manhood because that's a problem when you're going in through adolescence. You know, am I really? Am I? Could I be? I hope I'm not one of them. And the women who assert themselves and are competent are a threat to these men, and so are immigrants in terms of jobs. And and uh, and, and the so that's over. why we, as an audience, then will laugh. I, you say we. I don't think you're I mean, in. I don't know. But I, I mean, think you're collectively. That, I think that's what what is at the core of that experience that takes place in these arenas is a certain, uh, a, you know, a, a sharing of, of uh, anger and rage at, at, these, at these targets. And I'm sure Andrew isn't that angry at them. I'm sure he's playing it as a comic. Mm-hmm. When was this recorded? Years ago, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and the thing is that what he's saying could actually be played and repeated today. Like, 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 that has not changed. And also, for me, I'm... I also, I understand why people feel so strongly about things, you know, when it comes to their favorite comedians and things like that. I could because I feel like that about, you know, certain things too. And I get mad and angry sometimes when, when you <coughs> see this change. So nobody's immune to not wanting to change, to not wanting to let stuff go. But I, I have a tendency now since I'm older, I ask myself, why am I mad and why am I angry and who is this, who is this going to hurt? Who is this change going to hurt? you know is it going to help somebody is somebody else going to see themselves in this or am i repeating the same cycle that oppression that uh white supremacy has put upon me people don't think about this you know particularly when it comes to black people this is the same mentality white people have anytime anything comes into threaten whiteness is is this resistance and this anger and this change i don't want it i don't want it i don't want it but other people are benefiting from it you know, e- even if you feel like, well, people, particularly when they're like, well, I don't want reboots. Okay, watch your old shit. The reboot ain't for you. And that, like, it's okay to admit something ain't for you. That's all right. Like, you know, and I think because when you say that, people call you a hater. No, you just like what you like, and there's nothing wrong with loving what you love. But it's a whole generation of people out there that might actually love the new shit. That might be their jam. And they should have the right to like that, just like you had the right to like your shit. Because I guarantee you, somebody else was angry and upset when your shit got written because it wasn't their shit. Yeah, the main shit I'm I'm saying on this is just, um, it's not new Mm-mm. to to be like, you know, this style of comedy is kind of weak. George Carlin said it. George Carlin's a fucking legend you know uh, george collin wasn't scared either it's not like he was some i'm a pc little cook it's not even about that shit and let me on my libra shit let me also say this though i do understand why the fuck these comedians are scared Mm -hmm. you know half of them are scared because a lot of this internet stuff they it's specifically designed to get at the type of egomaniac you have to be to hop on the stage and make jokes for a living you feed off an instant interaction you feed off an instant feedback what's more instant than the fucking internet and social media right now what's more instant than that response right and at the same time if you're a person that puts a lot of weight onto the kind of response you get from folks i i know i do um 
what is a worse recipe for disaster than you put out material on the internet often for free and then one day something positive something good comes to happen to you someone looks at you says you're talented i'll see good things for you and they put you in a position where hey you're gonna be on tv you're gonna be in a you're giving you a stand-up special whatever and you're scared that someone's gonna peruse through all your shit and find the jokes that didn't work find the moments that you were off key you find the moments you were fucked up um and you're not powerful enough or litigious enough or whatever the fuck it takes to keep that shit from coming out right you're not beyonce you can't get all the ugly photos that you taking off the internet right you can't attack everybody has a rumor about you whatever so you you someone takes your podcast someone takes a stand-up joke you did someone takes some of it and goes hey this shit is not cool this was fucked up and then there's the part where the ego of you has the pride and the pride is i can't back down i'm never gonna back down off my joke i made a joke fuck y'all right and all comedians have that in them everybody got that in them everybody and i know that's why they're so afraid is what happens the moment i'm called on my principal and it's the difference between me getting a check or me getting uh or me uh keeping my pride you know and like i said i don't really um i don't really think that you shouldn't apologize if you really are sorry but at the same time if you don't want to apologize that's your right too yes it is you know i like you don't have to that's your right but if you but if you choose not to and you lose that opportunity i don't have to feel sorry for you Mm-mm. you know that that dude from snl shane gillis turned down a fucking check because he figured he can do it on his own that's it you know and that turn and that was his style i mean i the more i listen to other podcasts the more i hear about it i'm like oh sound like he's kind of a piece of shit you know like dude been on the compound radio with come and them like the white people over there not doing good like good things like what the fuck you know like he probably a piece of shit i don't care if he's like help somebody in the comedy community i don't care if you walk in the room with him he's not racist to you like you don't really get to go over there and not fucking be racist or at least be willing to sit down and let people be racist like that's kind of that's the joke over there so you gotta you gotta deal with that shit so yeah man i like i'm not required to feel sympathy for this nigga who don't feel sympathy for people you know like like it's such this it's this weird thing and these comedians really have this this egotistical complex and what they're really supporting and why they're disappointing eddie murphy after saying how much they support sean gillis who many of them had never heard of until two weeks ago the reason that they fucking are disappointed is because they're not advocating for the right of the comedians to be like to to be understood they're advocating for the right to stand on the stage bark at everybody and you must fucking laugh and return nothing but applause and agreement and shell and, and just like that's they must be fucking rained praise upon or fuck you and fuck the audience and i'm like that's not the fucking job if that's the case all of y'all are the same amount of good kind of shit is that like some of y'all are good at this and some of y'all ain't and the vast majority of y'all are not that gonna be that fucking good at it like that's just the way it works out if the shit isn't working it's not the it's like uh mo better blues when um wesley snipes told denzel like look man the people want what they want and if the if the shit ain't working it's not the people it's you like you don't play what the people want to hear so that's why the fuck your shit is whack 
you know you sitting up here talking about how the unsophisticated or whack the audience is hey man maybe it's you dog you know and all that to say this like i said on the on the comedian side of things in the room it's working right so to them the internet is a lie and i and i agree that it's a lie like i do too i just wish them niggas would stop paying attention to it and just do their job because if you're killing in the clubs which is your only job if people are coming out to see you that's your only job then stop worrying about what the fuck you know hollywood reporter got to say about the shit what what are you worried about what some blogger who doesn't like any comics what do you worry about what they say dog what why are you worried about a blogger that can't tell you any comedian they like that you like you know if the only comedians they like are some motherfuckers that you like that motherfucker ain't even funny to me yeah like if you don't think nanette was funny or whatever right and that's what that blogger's number one favorite special is then why are you giving them all your attention you already don't fuck with this person let them say what they say and i wish the bloggers would do the same for the comedians i don't like comedy really right right just admit that shit i like i can tell you everything wrong with a stand-up special i can't tell you nothing right with it well you know what dog maybe don't you don't need don't to do this the comedy maybe both of y'all should chill the fuck out because y'all are just having a big ass public spat between everybody and in the meantime there's different paths to this shit and i'm very hopeful that eddie murphy will at least give us a step forward or just another path where everybody don't have to just do the i'm gonna return to the ignorance it's the easiest way like come on man let's see what else people got you know i hope it's funny same because if it ain't that's the other side a lot of these comedians gonna be like see i told you yeah oh he did what y'all wanted and it's, you know so like either way it's gonna end up being fucked up unless it's funny so all right that was a long talk about that shit but uh good luck to eddie murphy mm-hmm. um uh reportedly uh takashi 69 will turn down witness protection to return to music i don't know how he's gonna be able to just return to music it'd have been hard to get him in witness protection because they'd have had to do a whole good job trying to get all that shit off his face he's reportedly considering 24 7 security to provide protect the lives of himself and his family he'll cover the cost by restarting his music career which he has reportedly convinced is an option for him i wonder if people will buy snitch music you'll be amazed he has a fan base that loves him yeah i just wonder i mean even after all this i wonder if he is like you know if his fans are like because like what did they like about him then you know mm, good question we, we, we will see we will see i don't know good num- luck yeah because numbers don't lie he's liable to come out and people he, the next thing you know he fucking number one again nobody knows you gonna be out there looking like that uh that old joke about how a black president would run for um, office we'd be running around dodging bullets or something like how you gonna do a concert yeah somebody was talking about rick ross yeah rick ross was uh rick ross i think had a little bit different circumstances i think he was a couple albums deep before the co shit came out um this is this is pretty audacious but uh yeah since nobody get canceled why the fuck not sure i mean give it a shot i guess give it a fucking shot hopefully they won't give you some shots we'll see um speaking of which kanye west Mm -hmm. he had a concert for sunday service sold out in 18 minutes Woo! welcome back 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all mad, but y'all know what? He never got off the barbecue list or the cookout list. I don't know why people mad. I don't know. I think he did for sure, Karen. I think that's a little bit delusional. Mm-mm, when he was saying all that motherfucking "Make America Great Again" shit, Karen, and he put somebody, out two whack albums, just like somebody gonna bring the 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 poke, somebody gonna bring Kanye West. Don't don't tell me. Mm-mm. Okay, all right. You know, I don't care. Um, so yeah, he uh definitely was persona non grata among a lot of black people for a long time. Um, like to the point where they were saying his mental health didn't matter. It's no excuse. Um he was dangerous uh you know he was up there standing on tables talking to trump and shit and uh, a lot of black people were very hurt by that and it became like if you no motherfuckers didn't want you listening to his music uh a bunch of shit and 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 i and i do uh i do agree with that and i understand that uh but like a lot of things and, and people have the right to be hurt i'm not saying that but human beings are fickled and just because a large percentage of us was like fuck him it's still people that listen it's still people that never just that didn't write him off the list so in my opinion that's why i was like he's gonna come back and it's not and, and it's not gonna be a problem because just because you're mad and you're upset and and the shit he did was foul everybody's not on the council list people still rocking his shit like everybody didn't stop listening. i'm not disagreeing with you um but i'm just saying it was he was very controversial this was not a blip on the map where he just said some shit and it was like oh yeah no big deal Agreed. it was you bring up kanye west now you gotta have a whole fucking discussion about trump and he right. a coon and he had can he was going around with candace Owen. he did the interview on tmz said slavery was a choice like these were not little things for people R- right. so i'm not talking about him being canceled or not canceled i'm just saying there was a time where this would have seemed like and there was a time where he couldn't have done this agreed he sold out this fucking concert in 18 minutes can you so this is not normal like the like he rode that gospel shit back to he's like a nigga at the apollo who don't want to get booed off stage so they saying like this little light of mine and yes. then it's like it's like you can't boo him because it's like well this is, i'm now I'm booing jesus. jesus right i can't, I can't boo jesus well gay i'm a, a good job kanye yeah yay okay next so to me i'm like you know it's i i was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about jay-z and he was talking about jay-z's deal with the nfl and how uh getting j-lo and shakira is like well shit the nfl could have did that's not a big deal and i said well it was the first time they had two women headline um that's never happened before uh it's miami two women of color i mean that you know i said you know and i i'm actually kind of just i don't care i Mm-mm. i've been on record talking about i don't really give a fuck that jay-z's doing this and i don't really give a fuck anymore uh whether or not kaepernick is involved with people's active it just mm-hmm. none of it matters to me none of these niggas are gonna get us free so mm-hmm. you know this is the deal he want to make for some money or whatever good for jay-z i don't I actually don't care it won't affect me at all but i was saying how he was like saying how like well you know this shit is gonna stick to jay-z for a long time because this that and the other and i said dog you know and it's somebody i love and respect i said bro this shit don't matter none of this shit really do you know it's like we talk about it on pop culture for the show but the big picture a lot of this stuff that seemed really important is very very temporary and it can be inescapable but one of the things i looked at uh or it can feel inescapable but turn off your phone guess what you don't care no more 
it like it's that quick it's that simple turn turn the channel on your tv all of a sudden it's like it never happened because it's not actually affecting your life it's just something to talk about that feels like it's encapsulating every moment of your day you can't log on without someone giving 27 hot takes about you know jay-z or kanye or whatever and for a time that was kanye you would have if you would have told me like after this make america great again shit kanye's career would never be the same because people are gonna always be mad about this and he'll never come back i would have been like you know what maybe because black people and trump is that i mean he said slavery was a choice he he said some things that black people just can't like you can't even do like a well if you think about it type of thing like people were even trying to do the like well if you give him the benefit of doubt and people were like no no you know i remember when i talked about like i don't know he's off his meds and he's saying this shit and people were like nah fuck that shit i don't care you know so you know it seemed like well maybe it's over for kanye i don't know and and also i think i think his last one two albums people didn't care too much for either yeah yeah the albums were whack and so to a lot of people for a lot lot, i know a lot of people are mad but for a lot of people it boils down to is your shit banging or not that's a big part of like all jokes aside i know people was and that's why i was like oh this nigga ain't gonna never get canceled because at the end of the day a lot of people was well hold up cancel how what's canceled we talked about this shit before i don't think postponed i do think he was postponed postponed okay because cancel sound like the only thing people admit it's canceled his death now and i don't really right, want to get in that discussion make any sense. he he definitely has suffered some some publicly and sales wise for a time yes because of this shit i agree but it seems like he made up all, for all that shit because mm-hmm. all this shit is temporary that's why i say postpone not canceled postpone everybody gets so upset and it's just you will not be upset one day and why you not looking why you not thinking about it slowly everybody starts streaming the shit slowly everybody goes back to buying those fucking yeezys and shit slowly but surely they never really go off they're just postponed a little bit pushed down the road he was on the Forbes list by double as the number one hip-hop artist for making money last year kanye west by double i don't know if those make america great again sales I don't know if it was, <laughs> How you get that two times? I don't know if niggas was eating like that motherfucking uh Russell Westbrook in the corner gift uh at, on the bench. Right? They was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sneak a little bit of this Kanye." I don't know. I just know that motherfuckers talk numbers a good game, lie. but the numbers say motherfuckers lying. Like they oh, you cancel him, you didn't cancel them shoes. You know, you ain't cancel him all the way. Whatever you mm-hmm. did. You ain't cancel them Tatooine clothes. Yeah, like something happened for this nigga to get this money. And I and I know for a fact I've watched it happen uh, on, online a little bit. Just the momentum shift as he started doing this church shit because the church way is back into the community is easy. Like you can definitely get back in the community if you do some gospel shit, dog. It's, it's, it was the first place we were allowed to gather as slaves where the master wouldn't come and watch us every day it was the first place we could organize the shit and it's gonna always have love in the community if you black and you want to say some sing about some jesus cool you know he's always had that strong jesus vibe in his music um and even in the debauchery now his jesus is one that makes him powerful because jesus can forgive everything and that's why kanye west feels that you know when he says god he feels like god is the only one who understands me and will forgive me of everything it's david's god 
you know mm-hmm, the, i mm-hmm. sin he cleans it up right you know but that but to see people like to see it work in real time it has been interesting i i mean because i really wasn't paying attention like when i said if you don't drop how albums i'm off of it i'm not worried about it i meant it like my albums wasn't that high i said oh man all right well i guess that's it no i'm not fucking with poopity scoop and i'm gone look up later i see these little like sunday service snippets. uh snippets on twitter i don't even click on i'm like why the Same. fuck you know i don't do church music really and then two why are y'all doing i thought y'all hated him and he was a coon right but you're busy sharing it what happened and i guess now the postponement is over because the nigga making more money than ever and he's a he sold his concert out in 18 minutes and i hear he's about to drop out uh, like a sunday service album or some shit hey man he back he back that's all i gotta say about him man he back dog he he did it so good luck you know and plus there's this other big elephant in the room which is that um black people can say they don't fuck with something but if white people do guess what it don't matter it don't matter how mad you are it don't matter how you kick him at the black community it don't matter what the fuck he said about trump you know and i understand people being mad and upset and i understand you taking your own personal decisions and be like fuck him forever ever 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 that's cool but that fact right there is why when it comes to him it's going to be hard for us to quote unquote postpone him and i'm not even mad at him dog Mm -hmm. it ain't even about that for me i was never mad at him though like even when he said all that stupid ass racist i was just like i'm not giving kanye west the space in my brain as if he's some type of like fucking serious figure i understand that many people will and i understand his impact i'm not saying he can't be dangerous or any of that right me personally i ain't letting it happen for me like you gotta protect your 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 mental space sometimes and be like man i'm not gonna be in a state of turmoil because this nigga won't get on track like okay i was never going to him for my fucking racial advice and like yeah that was y'all that was out here treating him like a scholar for every fucking thing he said about race or anytime he fucked up trying to defend him as a black man to for being a jerk yeah that shit fucking trends yeah and now you're fucked up because you've been defending this dude as a black man for fucking 15 20 years when we could have been like yeah dude kind of got some fucked up ways about him even if you account for everything like you you might not want to build a a a castle on his uh sand foundation you might want to just kind of judge it on a case-by-case basis and and hope that he keeps himself together because you're not gonna be able to consistently build with that dude um all right let's see uh i gotta start hurrying up i got something to do at noon so try to get into some other segments um matter of fact let's go ahead and do some uh fucking with black people i think it's a good segment to do here um if i can get my music come up all right all right here we go just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people uh that's right we're fucking with black people today 
the game we go all around the globe trying different articles to make us feel fucked with the wheel side points from zero to 100 it was 25 today's contestants everybody hey all right let's see uh sixth grade boys accused of pinning down a black girl and cutting off her dreadlocks why a black middle school student from virginia is accusing three bo- white boys of pinning her down cutting off her dreadlocks the incident took place in emmanuel christian school where the vice president mike pence's wife karen pence is a teacher amari allen a 12 year old student at the private k-12 through christian school said the boys called her dreadlocks ugly and nappy before cutting them off on the playground during recess they kept laughing and calling me names amari told cbs philly wsa tv tearing up they called me ugly she said i shouldn't have been born they said i shouldn't have been born they called me an attention seeker what According to WSA, one of the boys allegedly covered Amari's mouth while the other held her hands behind her back and the third took a pair of scissors into her dreadlocks. They ran off laughing and I was just sitting there, Amari said. The alleged incident occurred on Monday, but the shy preteen said she didn't tell her family about it until Wednesday after her grandmother noticed her hair looked different. And she feared retaliation if she confessed the truth, she said. It was very painful, said Cynthia Allen, Amari's grandmother. I wanted to see them dismissed from the school. I wanted to see something done. Alan's family paid nearly $12,000 per year for her to attend the school. Right. You paying money. It ain't cheap. Mm, that's This Is Us prices. Which made headline earlier, headlines earlier this year after Karen Pence took an art teaching job at the famous anti-LGBTQ institution. <sighs> I mean, I can't be even surprised that an uh, institution that's that famously anti-LGBTQ would have some uh, racist in its midst and empower some racist kids i wouldn't i can't even pretend to be shocked we and it's sad because you know you spent money there because you want to give your kid a good education or whatever or i don't know maybe you do believe that same anti-bigoted shit and you want to send your kid there i don't know about that part but i mean you ain't about to get the same education because it's a fucking you're black and it's that kind of school so your kid ain't ain't protected the way those straight white kids are gonna be we take seriously the emotional and physical well-being of all our students and have zero tolerance policy for blah blah the do dod no you don't them students probably are still there finding and get suspended mm-hmm. we reached out to law enforcement to ask them to conduct a thorough investigation the further inquiry should be directed to fairfax county police while the school has zero policy zero tolerance policy for bullying amari said the boys have previously tormented her she said the boys have taken her lunch and called her names in the past amari's family met with school officials thursday an investigation is ongoing i'm shocked that none of the names was like nigger or whatever so i guess uh shout out to small miracles i don't know um the worst part is after they cut her hair jay-z gave them a million dollar uh for their startup charity that's that was the part i couldn't believe i said damn that's too much uh karen <laughs> yeah um dracars anytime white people probably cut a black person's hair call it nappy and all that shit for being his natural state and stuff uh i don't think you cannot feel some level of rage i mean it's a little girl and she's not protected she doesn't have any resources she didn't even want to tell him her grandmom about it like it's fucked up and you spend twelve thousand dollars for this you know like just ridiculous um let's see uh oh by the way update on another fucking with black people that six-year-old girl who got arrested mm-hmm. there was another six-year-old who was arrested um in the same uh 
district by a school resource officer uh the same one and he was fired um he is also a black man dennis turner he was terminated as a result of arresting the two children without the approval of a commanding officer an investigation is still underway into the incident yeah some people were like i can't believe that a black man did that i was shocked i can and that's what i said why well, can't go ahead we are doing a podcast so. oh i can for the fact that he's upholding the same system the same uh thing we blame white people just because you're black and, and you're a part of the organization to some extent not everybody but to some extent you hold up the same things and some black people join they were like yeah i know i'm black i'm a part of this group but i know i'm black and i have to separate myself that's why you have the black fraternal order of police officers you don't fucking have that for no goddamn reason you don't have that for no reason it ought to be one thing but because they understand racism is this they have to separate themselves and you do have some black people to join and they're like hey i believe what y'all believe and fuck these brown people all of them i'm gonna prove i'm a part of the club and i'm gonna treat them the same you know that's the reality of it to me it's a lot like um that movie trailer for the new movie black and blue mm-hmm. where that black cop was talking to the other black cop she was a rookie joining his you know how it is in the movies and he was basically like what you know when people look at you you they see blue not black you blue first you a cop first and you need to understand that blah 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 and that's what this shit is to me like he a cop first and in many cases they have to be the worst ones you get pulled over by a black cop you be like i'm definitely getting a ticket because they can't ever be seen as favoriting a black person or giving you a pass white cops do it for white people all the fucking time statistically we know it to be true white people have they can be riding with drugs and the chances of them getting arrested or getting cited is much lower than a black person who's clean so you know it's to me it's like yeah these cops fucking you can't the idea that a black cop could do this is not even if anything i'm like it's probably more likely it was a black cop with certain situations so yep not surprised at all same swiss beast tells us oh wait and uh well it's not really a a, a, i mean i guess you can update but it was already your car so Mm, and it's still 100 and i think i personally think the only reason why they fired him is because he was black swiss beats tells his son when kids call him the n-word it's a form of love swiss beats is known for producing some of the greatest hip-hop songs of the past 15 years um he's also the executive pro- music producer of the upcoming epics miniseries god godfather of harlem um blah blah, blah. uh anyway the 40 year old began discussing how he handles his son being referred to as the n-word um clay kane um is a serious xm uh radio host and he said kane asked him how do you teach your kids about their legacy their history so they're informed swiss whose real name is kasim dean said we're very candid with conversations and different things they come back from school and bring up different words and different things my son plays soccer and he goes through this thing where they like to use the n-word with him a lot kane asked if it was black kids or white kids using the racial slur as swiss explained it was mexican kids on the soccer team he continued before i would have been aggressive i would have had a different outlook but i just had to tell him we can't move forward with using ignorance with ignorance right if i go up to his game and step up to that person's dad that doesn't turn into the right thing so i just simply tell him look man when people call you those names it's just it just lets you know they who they want to be they just don't know how to tell you that you did good today i say let people call you whatever they want to call you they can't touch you though but let people tell you 
call you whatever they want to call you because that's just their way of letting you know that they love you they just can't express it right and just turn the negativity into your drive and play a harder game when they come in to tell him you like the way i won that game today right i know you love me don't worry i'm gonna beat you again next time he has five sons four being wait he has five sons four being boys i guess one's grown it's not clear which son he's referring to if it was one of his sons egypt and genesis was singer alicia keys uh so yeah that's, that's the end of it um, i kind of get it but then i don't get it mm-hmm. no i i get i understand his perspective as a parent going i don't want you out here fighting and all this shit and kind of take their hatred and kind of turn it against them but odds are it's not coming from a place of love it's coming from a place of anger and you need to be truthful with your child and let your child understand that concept too (laughs) you know because you can't have your child walking around just being ignorant to people are saying this from a dark place and baby you got to understand this and it's not all from love and not all don't like you yeah there was so many moving parts on that i don't know if he's saying like his teammates and shit but then he said i beat you so i guess he's talking about the other team right so you're playing soccer and the other team is calling you a nigga and then it didn't see what the er in there said the a on it oh it's this is very confusing like i i don't i don't know where to place the number because it's one of those things to where um it's a difficult conversation for all parents to have with their children i think he's trying to say like they just envy you so they they hating on you and they know calling you the n-word will get under your skin so don't let it and i do understand the idea because i i'm Mm -hmm. very much on this shit now where i'm like i'm trying not to let what other people do control my actions it's not illogical to be reactionary i mean we all want to protect ourselves but there has to be something to this fact that we let certain we let certain shit be put out there as the easy way to control us and this doesn't mean the things aren't offensive it doesn't mean you don't have a right to be offended any of that but me personally one of the things i'm trying to do is to not be so quick to um to react to somebody's negative shit towards me you know it's one of the reasons i say now i see somebody that says something bad about our show or some shit on the hashtag i don't just like you know try to explain it or hit them up or contact them or you know and if they're using the hashtag normally it does mean that they want it to be seen by us or whatever agree but but you know what i don't return it with like man fuck you then or what a lot of times i'm like well thanks for listening right appreciate you giving us a shot it's not Mm -hmm. you know because honestly i do feel that way right and why should i let the other emotion take take the driver's seat when the emotion that that i also feel is thankfulness that people give us a shot even if it shows not for them right so i can see him especially in competition because see what black people hear is here and want to see and i think a lot of it's because of the internet is this idea that someone called that kid a nigga now jump on the field and start fighting correct and if you're gonna play sports in america and you're black especially soccer football certain like that your ass gonna have to get used to that and i don't mean it in a like but that's it's your fault no i mean like if they know there's a word that can make you less good at this sport that's what they're gonna do they don't give a fuck about like the uh nfl has a rule where they don't where nobody can say the n-word on the field and even if you a black man say it to another black man they find you 
you know because they're like we want to get rid of this racism but we as black people are like well that's kind of ridiculous right if you get a touchdown i'll be like okay my nigga i'm getting a flag how i don't mean in a negative way right we want white people to have these rules and they don't even understand our culture right so they can't have these rules the only rule that white people can have is nobody gets to say it and we get mad at it but that's actually the best result you can get from white people is nobody gets to say it because they don't fucking know when it's okay and when it's not because the same because the same black dude could turn to me out that touchdown and say you bitch ass nigga and that's not a compliment no, that's and, that, and it is meant as an insult and maybe you should throw a flag so they like i can't tell the difference okay cool y'all you don't get to like right we just won't say it at work cool got it but the kids though a lot of times in sports you got the fans that say racist shit in the nba it happens and right now players can like place a complaint maybe they get into it with an audience member and say something to them and if it, it, once that's investigated a process will happen and that person be kicked out but what happens if you turn around and swing on that dude oh the, the whole narrative you change the whole polarity of the shit and the fact that they even got in your head with that shit is kind of a thing too like that's what their goal was to get you russell westbrook hundred million dollar athlete to have that moment on the sideline where you look like you're out of control where they can spin it and be like he was aggressive he threatened my wife you know that's the whole point they because they still the lowest of the lowest white man still has power over the highest of the highest black man when they can just use that one word and throw you off your kilter so i understand the impetus of swiss beast to try to tell his son you can't let that affect you agree understand that what they really are is jealous what they really are is envious what they really are is they want to be you they wish they were on the field playing like you they wish they had their your swag they wish their story was our story in america they wish we're the only motherfuckers here other than like indigenous americans that actually did pull ourselves up from the fucking bottom you know what i mean there is nobody other more american than us uh and native americans we shit some native americans owned us like come on it's like there is no story more us you know what i mean more of the united states so even though they don't realize it we're the lie that they tell themselves that they are we're 1619 the foundation of this country for for them bringing slaves over we're the real americans not the motherfucking pilgrims like we're the real ones that that really didn't have freedom that were oppressed not the ones who came here essentially as british citizens and then turned their backs on britain when they realized how much of wealth was in this land that's treachery that's not exactly oppression you felt oppressed because of some taxes we were oppressed because you were taking everything we were worth and killing us we were oppressed because you said you owned us body and soul we were oppressed because you sexually assaulted us made us carry your offspring and didn't take care of them we were oppressed for real for real you know you were oppressed because t taxes was too high come on you see what i'm saying so like they have that dna in them from that story for 400 years of them being like yeah so uh look guys uh (laughs) i don't know how to tell you this guys but uh really it's like you're the nigger it's like yeah you're saying that because you don't really know what oppression is you 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 want to be us so bad you tell us that you're you tell yourself you're us you know my family earned it and we came over and we was this and we was that dog we came over in chains what are you talking about boat what are you talking about we didn't want to be on what are you talking about 
you know like it's so anyway all that to say a lot of this hate they have towards us is jealousy and so on a deeper level i think there's a point to be made about swiss's Mm -hmm. thing which is why i think you said it was confusing not really because there's some merit to it right but i would never express it this way i don't think i could ever tell my child this is just love or whatever i would have it would have to be deeper than that um you know and I, i think i would probably tell my child to be frank if that happens to you you let me know the child who did it you let me you know i'll talk to their coach i'll talk like i will protect you because you are my child i'll talk to the referees we will make something out of this but he's right that's how racist america is you can't protect your baby forever if they play a sport like this in front of people he gonna be at some game and it's gonna be a person in the crowd ain't gonna be shit you can do about it right he gonna be somewhere and it's gonna be uh the coach it's gonna be a ref it's gonna be a teammate this shit is gonna be part of his life forever just by the fact he's black in america and trying to be excellent at something so i do get the idea of like yeah dog you can't fucking uh i you can't his his point is i don't want you in a state of rage so i'm gonna try to get you to not dumb out and do what they want you to do right because you're still developing as a child but yeah very complicated and uh very sad that our children even have to experience this shit correct (sighs) all right um let's try to do some some uh funny news let's see how much time we got left about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. at most all right so we we should do some guest arrays just because i i don't want to run over time and uh miss uh, my appointment uh all right guest erase music begin now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time that's right it's time for guest erase the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Karen and the chat room, to guess the race. And of course, everybody playing is racist. All right. We get canceled. Remember this moment. Um, <laughs> Rod what do you mean postponed? Rod and Karen picked up by IFTV. Uh, they are racist they play a game every day and they are dead serious it's not a joke at all they mean every word every word just gonna be a, a fucking clip of me reading all the g- answers from the chat room yeah fuck around to be rod and sharon rod and karen showcase i'm gonna be on tv uh-huh. i'm gonna be on tv crying like motherfucking tammy faye baker i'm gonna get i'm gonna get this check tell y'all niggas right now you can play this clip too Come on. Play the whole thing. I'm gonna be up there like. I'm like them niggas was sucking and jiving. I'm like do 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 do. I am sorry and I apologize. How how would you like me to do this dance? You want me to start off with the left foot or the right foot, master? I love everybody of all races and genders and creeds. Please, Lord Jesus, get you this check. Um, a woman falls in love with the DJ who played at her wedding. An American woman fell in love with her DJ, with her wedding DJ, and is now in a relationship with him just two years after she got married. What? Go, DJ. Uh, Megan Willis, uh-huh. Megan Willis from Baltimore, Maryland, met her current partner, DJ Mark Stone. Not and, Mark Stone! Mm hmm. It was hard as a rock. 
dj mark stone in 2015 when he was in new york on a wedding arrangements the bride-to-be then met up with her sister Kristen, uh kirsten at a local restaurant where she was introduced to mark who kirsten booked for megan's upcoming wedding at the time the wedding took place july 2016 that dude sounds like a, a wrestling name mark stone mm-hmm. coming to the stage mark stone that is how they introduce strippers not oh wrestlers. my bad <laughs> That that could be a stripper name too. I think that Come might on, be. ladies, Mark Stone. He got all the stones you would ever need. Ladies, get your fives and tens out. <laughs> he also does PayPal and Venmo. <laughs> Ride it, jump yes. on it, bounce, bounce, Hey. <laughs> Come to the stage all the way from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> that my bad. Yeah, I don't I think, set the wrong scenery, y'all. Yeah, I think wrestling is more like is that so and so's music, and then he come down the stage and they they uh, I don't think they come out to my pony, but <laughs> no, they, not, they come down the stage match. and they they get ready to uh to fight but i think you just set up a whole different scenario <laughs> a wrong type of hard stone yeah i don't i don't think i think you got something going on with your mark stone <laughs> coming yes! to the stage coming to the stage mark stone dj mark stone <laughs> he gonna give it to you on the ones and the threes because that's how he struck ladies come on i hope hey! you brought your umbrellas ladies because it's about to be raining Come on, he wants you to slip and slide on his pole, ladies. Come on. <laughs> Throw some panties at Mark Stone yeah, on stage. That's what it sounds like for him. Uh, so then the wedding took place July 2016, but a year later, Megan became unhappy and felt neglected in her marriage. She decided to visit Kirsten in New York again and found herself at the same restaurant she met first met Mark who co- he co-owns it with his brother they started catching up and megan opened up about her failing marriage after that night the conversation continued because mark was having similar issues in his marriage of 27 years so we started chatting daily mm. my marriage ended because i wasn't fully happy and i wasn't getting what i needed out of it my ex was addicted to a video game that basically became his life and i was basically non-existent what game destiny probably he didn't want <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to spend time with me he didn't want to go out and explore he count he counted hanging out together as me watching tv and him playing his game with his headphones on in the same room uh she says talking and spending time with mark made her realize she didn't she shouldn't be begging for someone's attention so she filed for divorce mark and megan remained friends until 2018 when megan's divorce was finalized eight months later the pair moved to north carolina to officially be together oh shit hopefully we see him out of the game or something oh the strip club they've had to deal with many negative comments from people about their relationship but megan says they no longer care what other people think come on last night a dj saved her life okay yes uh <laughs> love is love never feel ashamed for who you love never hide your love embrace it shout it from the rooftops because it's the most amazing feeling to love and be loved mm. all right karen guess the race Oh, Mark, oh, white. Mark Stone is white. Okay. Well, they're both the same race. So, oh, wh- whatever e- race you pick is for both. Everybody white. All right. So, what was her name? Megan Willis and, and Mark Stone. All right. Let's check the chat room. Uh, what, what do you guys think the race of Megan Willis from Baltimore and, uh, Mark Stone is? 
uh last night a dj stole my wife <laughs> oh no uh-huh. he was spending that 12 inches uh <laughs> i'm on the ones and twos of this dirt yes he was spending on 45 you don't get a smooth 45 seconds of heaven ladies mm-hmm watch what i when i do the record scratching move on this clip chicka 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 come on uh a plot of a new netflix romantic comedy white white whites they do the achy break it and not the electric slide white <laughs> bang bros mark stone white the correct answer is everybody said white and everyone was right I thought the last name of Willis might throw y'all off a little bit because she's from Baltimore. Her last name is Willis, but everybody came through on that. So, congratulations, y'all. For, yeah, that name. Yeah, Megan and Mark. Come on. But Megan Willis, Willis ain't black to you. Black Willis from Baltimore didn't throw you off at all, huh? Well, Good job, Karen. Uh, what you gonna call they? They stepdad was Mr. Willis from TV show. <laughs> That's a good point. Valid it counts uh a mom leaves sleeping children in east nashville apartment and goes to mcdonald's what a 24 year old woman who left her four sleeping children alone in the east nashville apartment claims she wanted to get mcdonald's but did not wake the kids want to wake the kids also responded wednesday night to a complaint of a child of children running through the buildings and parking lots at village place apartments on oakley drive valley drive oak valley drive the caller stated the four children ages one to five were also seen getting into an unlocked car and playing dangerously close to traffic what you couldn't have got a, a uber seat well first of all you failed at the whole i didn't want to wake the kids because clearly they woke what the, what the kids was like she gone them them kids was as woke as the people that review comedy <laughs> specials on twitter okay come on one to five they don't ever sleep when police arrived at the complex they observed a one-year-old so, so one year she was off and one to five with four kids that mean one, one year she just she opted not to have one i don't know maybe someone was twins who knows possibility when police arrived at the complex they observed the one-year-old had a soiled diaper and no clothing damn the mother of the children was identified by investigators as quintara coleman police said the 24 year old's mom contacted her to let her know the officers are there so she returned home when coleman was questioned detective said she told him the children were sleeping so she went to mcdonald's coleman was arrested and booked into the now i ain't got no mama uh the jail (laughs) i mean what's the solution to this i mean i mean i know it's illegal and it's definitely child endangerment but i don't don't even anyway karen zero to a hundred i mean zero to a (laughs) hundred guess the race guess the race (laughs) black i have mcdonald's (laughs) right uh, yeah it's black everybody knows all right let's just go to the next one guys <laughs> everyone gets this one right it's a free round yeah Kintaro. Pat this is the middle square the middle circle and bingo pat yourselves on the back everybody you you, 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 you guessed it that you got it right we all know what it was bonus round <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points. Double the race. In the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far, Karen is two for two. Yay! 
one of them was free one of them was free let's see if she can go three for three uh before he was sentenced last friday to seven years in prison an iowa man admitted in court to letting his 12 year old son drive a car that ran over and seriously injured a four-year-old boy on a bicycle jesse asbill 34 had been tried in connection with the august 6th accident in waterloo iowa the punishment was meted out shortly after asbill pleaded guilty to charges of aiding and abetting serious injury and child endangerment in a deal with prosecutors i will never let a kid get behind the wheel again he said to the judge again yeah why would i mean what did you want him to say karen he don't got a time machine he definitely did it once we all know about it and he said he's not gonna do it again so okay i'm trying to understand what the right wording you know what i might do it i don't know judge uh i I like to hope i learn my message but i can't promise i mean what if no promises what if i'm sick and the only way to get to the hospital is my son gotta drive so i mean i might let a child get behind the wheel again right fuck it what if my child is 25 you know he's still my child but he got a driver's license he can drive i'm just trying to understand karen what was the problem with again Uh, it shouldn't happen in the first place but okay okay well that's what the time that's what the prison time is for i will serve all of it i will never let a kid get behind the wheel again asville to- well karen you so you never sat on nobody's lap and drove a car when you was a kid no wow my dad let me drive the car no, i feel like that's something that that people do they let they oh. sit on their lap and drive the car oh yeah i, I understand it. i mean they just you know don't let you run over four-year-olds but you know as a rite of passage you know a lot of a lot of kids do this oh yeah 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 and and, and i do understand that but even when she when, even when i got my driver's license my mom was afraid to, to let me behind the wheel so uh so yeah i'm sorry i should have never let it happen i just want to get out and do good he is sitting he was sitting in the passenger seat oh not even letting him sit on his lap bruh can't do that mistake uh in his 1999 chevy cavalier as his son was driving and, and and that was and that's why i was that was my process i was like oh this wasn't something where like i said he was sitting on his lap i was like oh the baby sounded like he was actually behind the wheel he definitely did it wrong the injured boy had life-threatening injuries reported on uh, the news station his son was not charged i mean how could, how could, how could you? you charge i mean it's, his dad is the one that ain't shit unless he was out there like 10 points bam <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, all right, Karen. Guess the race. <laughs> Extra two of you break the leg, white. White. All right. The let's take the chat room. Uh, her white, titanium white. The child's name is Lucas K. Duke White. Uh, he, he didn't know he couldn't do that. White. <laughs> um, <laughs> the correct answer is, and everyone got it. He was white. I guess these were easy today three for three huh mm-hmm oh i take that back but like this if uh my mom and them ever allowed me to do that i don't remember okay yeah i, I just remember my dad letting us do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know a lot of parents but guess what they're actually behind the wheel like right you ain't trying to shift the gears and take us down the road oh for sure for sure Karen. absolutely um all right let's do some uh sore ratchetness and get on out of channel 
a man waving hatchet or sword reported near car fire on highway 101 in ventura ventura firefighters responded to a vehicle fire on southbound highway near ventura on saturday morning reported and they reported seeing a man waving a sword or a hatchet at the scene the fuck a, the car fire was reported around 7:45 a.m this motherfucker got a sword out in the middle of the morning <laughs> people ain't even had their coffee yet it's too early right. for swords the vehicle has been seen sparking before it pulled over on the right side of the freeway and the occupants had gotten out report responding the firefighters initially said the car fire was mostly out by the time they arrived several minutes later the fire crews gave multiple reports from the scene saying a man was waving a hatchet or a sword they requested a law enforcement response at one point firefighters said the man appeared to be threatening bystanders and was possibly trying to steal items from them fire crews did not immediately know whether the man was associated with the burning vehicle chp later reported the man was a party from the car with the car fire so maybe that's why the car's on fire he stabbed it with a sword or some shit uh the fire crew saw the man running out the freeway and into the brushfield area where he was reportedly hiding in the bushes along the pacific coast highway shortly after 8 a.m law enforcement officers were on the scene radio traffic indicated the man was held at gunpoint for a time by 8 10 a.m the man was taken into custody uh what the fuck happened mm. um no other details were made available saturday damn maybe fucking anime stabbed that car (laughs) turned on fire and then he got out and was waving his sword around and shit and the cops got him i guess that's that's good i thought he got away the way they were describing it at first right i wonder why they didn't say his identity i'm assuming why yeah never know i I mean i'm not waiting till my car catches on fire but nigga got a sword in my car i'm getting the fuck out that's his car now yeah congratulations you are now the owner of a motherfucking uh nissan altima come on i see you the text tag and title if you need it treat her better than i did bye (laughs) come on uh (laughs) all right y'all that's it thank you for listening to the show uh we'll be back uh tomorrow at five our guest will be chris lamberth of the mundane festival podcast one of our faves um and uh yeah until then i love you i love you too